Listen up and take a knee. I didn't budget for 40. Never thought I'd live to see 30. Now I'm 50. Tired of the horse shit. It's time to throat punch the weak sauce that masquerades as manhood 20 years into the 21st century. And I better start with my own. Welcome to St. Hank's. This is the American Badass's Guide to Everyday Sainthood. And who am I? Well, I was killed twice on basic cable by Bigfoot. And I could parallel park a school bus. But don't worry about that. I'm more knucklehead than badass. Somehow, after misplaying nearly every hand that life dealt me, I'm sitting here at the final table, the money round, the cash game, with a huge stack of chips. But those chips are worthless unless I push them into the middle of the table. Unless I commit, really commit to something. So let's worry about who I'm trying to become. And that is Hank. You do it as tough as it is possible to do. And you do that in all things. I don't know who Jake Cutler is. Up you. Hey, if you want a father, I'll give you a spanking. Popcorn. Hit the yard, me. If you could, you would. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Grace trumps karma. Grace can untie the knots of consequences. Grace can detour you past what you deserve to something you never earned. It can only keep by giving it away. For 13 years now, I've been all in, betting on grace. That's 152 months. That's 4,750 days. That's 113,992 hours. For 13 years, I've been learning the hard lessons and getting called out by other men when I don't do it right, when I fall short. Until I get right. For 13 years, I've been the unworthy recipient of the benefits of grace. I just celebrated 13 years of Fight Club. The Fight Club. Before writing the book that became this subversive touchstone classic, starring Brad Pitt, Ed Norton, and Helena Bonham Carter, Chuck Palahniuk went to some real fight clubs to gather material for his story. I don't know if he went to my fight club specifically, which honestly is the original, or one of the grandchildren or great-grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren of my fight club, which I guess I'm not supposed to talk about. As I get older, my fight club, like the movie, has become less and less about throwing punches and waking up with black eyes. It's become about values, about what matters, about looking for the chance to help out, to do the right thing, to be of service, and then doing it. Without my everyday saint club, with all the hard-ass disciples, strange angels, and gutter gurus, who populate the back rooms and lose basements and after-hours chapels in every town and city across the country and even more around the world. Just like in the film, members of my club are everywhere. Without all of them, I might not be walking around here. And if we're doing it right, which I do not, I'm a D-minus fight clubber, but hey, that is still a passing grade. You'll never know who we are. 
unless you watch closely. Like the book, like the movie. What you get is a thousand times deeper than what you see. There's a lot going on. Very little of it you can understand the first time you watch. I've already broken rule number one, so here's some others. Be honest, rigorously honest. Keep your side of the street clean. Don't worry about what they are or are not doing across the street. Don't let the dishes pile up in your sink while you're playing gotcha with somebody else's mistakes. Fire yourself as general manager of the universe. Surrender to the guidance of something bigger than yourself. Help when you can. Ask for help when you need it. Before you go to bed each night, ask if you took or gave that day. Did you add something to the lives around you? Good. That's a win. Did you drop the ball? Well, figure out how to make it right. Then make it right. Keep your side of the street clean. Keep your promises, especially in your home. Get to bed at a decent hour. Get up early. Take a minute. Connect with something bigger than yourself. Do it all another day. If you need help, ask. If you make a mistake, apologize and fix it. Pay your ante. There's more. But as is trendy to say in business now, that's how it unpacks. That's what it looks like. No BS. Don't lie, especially to yourself. Be of service. Rinse, repeat. Do more harm than good. Clean up the harm, day by day. You are building a good life. COVID has changed the gravity around us. Feels like we're all working twice as hard to get half as far. I'm hoping when this is all done and the gravity returns to something livable, our new muscles will be so strong that we'll leap from building to building with all the good we can do. I hope we're looking for chances to do good, to be of help now, when it's hard, when it's really needed. There's a secret to coaching, which I've done for more than 25 years. We give the advice we need most to hear ourselves. If we're lucky or grace steps in, we'll hear our own advice or we'll remember it when we need it most. My best advice, get out of your own way. For 13 years, I've tried with help to do just that. I'm 50 now. Doesn't say much for those first 37 years. So there was this guy who would have been a great member of my Everyday Saint Club. He would have been the president of the club or emperor or grand poobah, except that we don't have any officers. No formal structure. Only suggestions and no real rules. We're guided only by our collective conscience. And yet here we are generation after generation of everyday saints. Anyway, his name was Gandhi. And once, this woman brought her son to Gandhi because the son was eating too much sugar, spinning out, neglecting his responsibilities, becoming disrespectful. 
and the consequences were piling up. The woman traveled far and waited a long time in a long line under the hot sun to see the great man. When she told Gandhi what she needed from him, Gandhi thought hard for a little while, then told her to come back in two weeks. Mom was not super pumped, but she did it. Two weeks later, the woman and her son traveled far and waited a long time in a long line under the hot sun to see the great man. This time, Gandhi put his hands on the boy's shoulders. He squared the young man up, looked him straight in the eyes, and said, Stop eating sugar! Mom was not pleased. Why, she asked, why couldn't you have told him that two weeks ago? Gandhi answered, because two weeks ago, I was eating sugar. Counterintuitively, 13 is a lucky number for Sicilians. Yes, I had to look that up. If you haven't guessed by now, St. Hanks is one of the ways I'm trying to give back so I can keep this grace, this gift of grace, I've been given, but have never earned. I'm figuring out how to make a show of this, step by step, day by day. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it more than I could ever say. So, till next time. Whatever the sugar is that you're indulging in behind the backs of the people you tell to stop eating sugar, stop eating that sugar. Admit when you've made a mistake. Make it right where you can. Ask for help when you need it. Offer help when you can. Keep your side of the street clean. Keep your word. No more BS, especially to yourself. Give more than you take. Get to bed. Wake up. Tune in. Do it all again another day. Tiny, unexpected, unsexy, uncelebrated miracles. Ordinary, everyday sainthood. Thank you for 13 years. This has been a lesson from St. Hank's the American Badass's Guide to Everyday Sainthood. I hope you were listening. This will be on the test. Farewell, youth of America.